Welcome to the Commit to Fit podcast with your host, Gina Marie Burke. I am so excited for this week's episode, you guys, and I know you're going to get so much value out of this conversation. We have a guest on the show this week, Alex Long. She is a registered dietitian, the head coach for VGFN, which is another online fitness and nutrition coaching business, and one of my near and dear friends who I actually only met this past year. So super excited. I know you guys are going to extract a lot from this episode. We're chatting about our personal development journey, kind of how we met at the beginning of the year and, you know, kind of chatting about this feeling about how we are meant for more and meant to impact more women on our journey. Uh, But I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this episode and please give us a rating or review. If you listen, if you enjoy, share it on your stories, make sure to tag me, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts, but without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Well, I am here with my good friend, Alex Long. She is a registered dietitian and also the head assistant coach for VGFN, Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. I um, Obviously, you've been on my podcast guest list since I started the podcast, of course. Um, so I'm happy this has come into fruition. Yeah, that's an honor. That is such an honor. Yeah. When are you starting your podcast? <laughs> oh, that is still in the works. Uh, I actually have recorded a couple of episodes, but yeah. I haven't like launched or actually followed up <laughs> after those two episodes. Um, it's kind of taken the back seat, honestly, with everything going on at work. Um, obviously, right. I'm growing in my role, going from just an assistant coach to now head coach, especially with Vanessa and Omar on vacation. I am like head honcho right now in this present moment. Present moment. Sorry. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of really great things happening. We've got a lot of inquiries at work. We just hired another assistant coach, Abby. Mm-hmm. I got to onboard her and get to know her, which has been amazing. And even just like having a puppy, that's a huge responsibility. And planning our retreat in October, also planning my wedding in November. So unfortunately, podcast has taken a backseat to that, but it is still in the back of my mind. We'll do it. We'll do it eventually. It's fair. Yeah, you have a lot going on. I Yeah, I didn't realize the wedding is so soon as well. I know. Uh, it's right around the corner. It's crazy. That is so exciting. Awesome. Well, I figured we could start with, obviously, how we met, because we both forgot that we met each other. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a really funny story. Because, um, yeah, we both went to the IFCA conference in January in Scottsdale. And, mm-hmm. of course, like, you went with... Vanessa, I was staying with Sulin and Kyle kind of like introduced us at, I think it was at the after party. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- like afterwards, like, I, I don't even know how I forgot about it, but afterwards Kyle was like, yeah, let's go to the NLCA retreat. Like Alex is going to stay with us in the Airbnb. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but sounds great. And I was like, <laughs> I've met before. Like I introduced you and I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Literally. Um, I thought the same thing. And then obviously we're in an Airbnb together and we're trying to figure this out and we're like, oh wait, no, we, we did get introduced. (laughs) 
It was my dress, right? I had a black dress with a really high slit. And then I showed you guys a picture of me. And they're like, oh, wait, I do remember you. But it was funny because I remember meeting Kyle before the after party. I ran into him after the gym before the first day. I talked to him because I was with the with uh, Vanessa and Omar at the gym. So, like, they introduced me to him ahead of time. And I got to talk to him one-on-one. And I vaguely remember you and Sulin being around him at the after party. But mm-hmm. I remember, like, saying hi to you guys and then having a conversation with Kyle, which in hindsight honestly sounds really rude. I feel like I was ignoring you guys. <laughs> but I feel like we were meeting so many people that weekend. Right. It's, like, hard to keep track of everybody, right? And then I remember you and I both, after that event, we were essentially enrolled as clients like for Kyle's mindset course that he's building out, right? So we're both meeting with him weekly, one-on-one, kind of getting some life coaching and really performance coaching, I guess he likes to call it. And then I think it was uh, like in February-ish, maybe, Kyle was like, hey, do you want to go to this NLCA retreat? It's kind of like IFCA, but maybe a little bit better. And I was like, sure, why not? That sounds great. And instead of going with my team, I went by myself just for the experience. And he had mentioned you guys, Gina and Sulin. I'm like, I don't know them, but sure, like I'm totally down. And he said the same thing, like you met at the event. I'm like, I we were drinking. I don't remember that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember texting you and I was like, what's your flight? <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, we, we're on the same flight. We met up in the airport. Dude, that was actually awesome. And then, yeah, we spent the entire weekend together. And it took us, what, that was in April, end of April. And then it took us literally until July to actually meet up here in Denver because we're basically neighbors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, so That's all right. The life of an entrepreneur. Right. I love that. That's actually the same event where I met Kyle, too, which is so funny. Um, Wait, you met him at the IFCA event? Yeah. He, like, Sulin and I were, like, oh, yeah. to get, like, our name tag or whatever. Yeah. And he's behind us, and we just turned around and we're like, hey, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm Kyle. I'm a podcast producer. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then we just hung out with him the entire weekend. <laughs> That is fantastic. He's a great guy. He really is. Exactly. Oh my God. I think that's so funny though. Um, But I'm so happy. Obviously we connected at the beginning of the year and it's just been obviously so great talking to you and just, you know, having dinner the other night, um, which is finally so great to kind of meet up in person again. Um, Yeah. And just to be surrounded, right? That's because that's the benefit of those weekends when you're surrounded by so many like-minded people who are all in the same industry as you. They're all so growth-minded, go-getters. Just it's it's powerful energy. And you right. and I were talking about this at dinner the other day. We don't have a lot of our kind in just you know mm-hmm. everyday society, and it might feel like we're surrounded by it every day, just on social media or like you know yes, we're working virtually, but we get to interact with our team every day at work, and then we kind of step out of that bubble and we realize that the rest of our friends around us, like in our local area, are just not of the same mindset. They're not of the same energy. So it was so nice, like being able to reconnect with you and just have so much in common and so many powerful conversations in such a short amount of time just like over drinks and some tacos <laughs> downtown Denver exactly. it, it was it was refreshing it's refreshing to have somebody in my life who I can now consider a friend even though we literally just met at the beginning of this year I know that's so crazy and I was like I think I left I was driving home from that dinner and I was like man I'm like on a high right now like I yeah conversations with you are just always 
so powerful and like so enlightening too and like you always Aww. give me the best advice whenever I text you too so <laughs> I appreciate that I appreciate that oh my god absolutely um well why don't we ch- kind of chat through like our personal development journeys because it's a mm. l- question I love to ask all of the guests that we've had is like personal development is huge obviously within fitness coaching and entrepreneurship and everything like that um but I had like literally didn't know what personal development was like two years ago. Like it was just not on my radar and really? sure I was like, doing some personal development things without that label, like, or mm-hmm. knowing that's what it was. Um, but once I kind of like was a little bit more serious, I would say probably about my business. That's when I would say I started more of my personal development journey. Um, but I mean, I would love to hear from you how it kind of all started, like what it looked like prior to discovering personal development, I guess. Yeah, I love this question. And I love what you said, too, about how in the past you were kind of doing some things here and there just without that label attached. And thinking back to my own life, that's kind of how it was for me. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple different podcasts about this. We could totally link them in the show notes. But my journey really started in recovery from an eating disorder. And it wasn't until I was like 17 years old that I sought therapy for it. And that was kind of my first introduction to personal development. I did, Again, I didn't know that it was called personal development at that time. I didn't know people went to therapy just to go to therapy. But, like, I needed help, severe help, like, to recover from what was anorexia turned bulimia and binge eating. Long story, which that could be another podcast in itself. Right. But <laughs> it was I, – I went through – therapy every week, sometimes twice a week, all throughout college. And then even in grad school, I went to, so I went to the University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for college undergrad. And then I moved to Florida to do my master's degree at Florida State. And I was also doing my dietetic internship and my thesis all at the same time, which was a bad choice. (laughs) It was a lot of stress, but we did it. We made it. And even through that, I I had to go through uh, a couple of different therapists down there because the first one I found wasn't a good fit. And I I was proud of myself for just being an advocate for me because obviously I saw the benefits of therapy and I was like, I need to seek this out. I need to continue. Even though I've come so far in my recovery, I know there's still a lot of work to do. And it really wasn't until really this past year that I truly started seeking out other avenues of personal development and like mentorship and life coaching in addition to my therapy. But even through my therapy journey, I kind of got to a point at the end of grad school. And again, at the beginning of this year, we kind of stopped talking about food. I would consider myself fully recovered. I'm now helping women overcoming their disordered relationships with food. I still have those demons on my shoulder here and there, but I have so many more tools in my tool belt to be able to cope with them and handle them. I don't really need to talk about it anymore. It doesn't really feel like it's a part of me where in the past it was my entire identity. Like I was the girl with the eating disorder and now I can confidently say that's not true, which is cool. And now I'm, Thank you. (laughs) I'm diving deeper into like my relationship with my husband or (laughs) that's also a long story. We're legally married, but we haven't had the wedding yet. So I still call him my husband. Um, I'm diving into my relationship with my family and my childhood and how that affected me. And even on top of that, again, now I'm a life coaching client with Sean McDevitt. You know him, Sean. He was the essentially 
what lead speaker co-host person that puts yeah mc that's what i'm looking for uh of the nlca event that we were at and like i said now i'm his life coaching client i did a couple of mentorships from vanessa when she first onboarded me as her first ever assistant coach in 2021 i had a couple of like leadership opportunities and just even like education opportunities diving a little deeper into hormone health like this was at the very very beginning of my coaching journey of my career as a new dietitian and it was mostly centered on again just education but now i feel like since we're at such a good spot in the business. I'm so confident in my role. Like, of course, like continuing education from, you know, a dietetic standpoint and nutrition standpoint is always on my radar. I love learning and there's always more stuff to learn, but it really was at the NLCA event that I got to pursue my own personal development without anybody else around. Cause again, at the IFCA event, it was more so I'm going with my team. I'm getting an insight into like the business world, the community. Like this was my first time at any event like that. Right. And when I chose to go to the NLC event, NLCA event, sorry, I'm like talking too fast. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I, really wanted to just pursue growth. I didn't know what that looked like, but I was like, I feel like I'm meant for more and I want to grow. I want to challenge myself. I want to travel by myself and go to this event where I don't really know anybody except for Kyle and see what happens. And after that, I just feel like that skyrocketed my personal development journey. And now I guess personal development looks like continued life coaching, continued therapy, but even just like getting more comfortable in my spiritual practice, my journaling practice and having more conversations like this, right? When you surround yourself with more like-minded people that can actually like pick up on this wavelength and talk about this sort of stuff, I feel like it just helps you grow as a person too. Absolutely. I love that. I think that is so amazing. Um, Thank you. Something I noticed you said that I think I want to say it was from the IFCA event from one of the speakers, Lindsay Schwartz. Um, her kind of thing is like, you know, I want to help you realize that like you are meant for more and, yeah. you know, like making your big ideas come into reality and stuff like that. Um, I listen yeah. to her podcast a lot and she says that phrase, like you are meant for more. Um, yes. And I, yeah, I couldn't resonate that with that enough. I think on this journey as well, because you know, there's that, you know, itching feeling of like, I know I'm meant to do like big things or yeah. not like big things, but like I'm meant to like help more people or I'm meant to, you know, do speaking events or whatever it is. Yes. Um, or do podcasts or have a guest on the podcast and stuff like that. It's like, I know that I am meant for more. Um, and I think that is so powerful in a personal development journey because a lot of the times you start and you don't necessarily have that feeling right away. But once you continue and you gain the confidence and you gain like the clarity on what you want, then it's like you're unstoppable almost. (laughs) Absolutely. No, that is such a powerful phrase. And honestly, looking back, I feel like I've always had that feeling deep in me, but because of trauma, my eating disorder, society, people just beating you down for lack of a better word for a majority of your life, especially when you are young, you kind of internalize that. And that feeling sort of gets suppressed way down and you start to think that you don't deserve it or that you can't do it. 
And then for me personally, I feel like I got wrapped up in what everybody else wanted me to do. Mm. Like follow the traditional path, you know, go to college, go to grad school, get the degree, get the good job, get married, like, you know, do the things that you're supposed to do, right? Get straight A's because this is just the expectation. And I had this moment at the beginning of the year where I literally sat down (laughs) on this bed that I'm sitting on right now. And I was like, I've gone my entire life being the person that other people wanted me to be. And I never actually asked myself, what do I want to do? I didn't know anything except for nutrition at the time. I was in high school. I was still recovering from my eating disorder. And when I realized that I had a problem and that I could pursue a career that helps other people overcome this problem that I had, I was one track minded, like, this is what I'm doing. Let's go. And I did not look back. And in hindsight, like, I'm so happy that I became a registered dietitian. I'm so happy I pursued this path because it got me here today, you know, coaching with VGFN, talking to you on this podcast. Like, I'm so grateful for that. But just I never gave myself a chance to experience anything else other than work or school. That was all I did 24-7. And so I kind of had a little bit of an identity crisis, not going to (laughs) lie. But now I'm like... I'm finding myself. I know that sounds cliche, but I really am finding who I am outside of work, outside of school, outside of being a coach, right? Because I'm sure you can relate to this too. We get so wrapped up in how many sales calls did we close? How many clients do I have? How are my clients doing? And we forget to take a step back and ask, how am I doing, right? What am I doing outside of my working hours that's bringing me joy like sure it's it's an incredible feeling to say I love my job but we are also so much more than that you know what I mean and yeah just really stepping into that and kind of taking ownership of the fact that wait a minute like I can do what I want I can pursue what I want I can be more and do more not just in my business but outside of it too and I can you know, pick up new hobbies and try new things at any time without any permission from anybody other than myself, which is a a powerful feeling. I think that's such an amazing like realization to come to. Um, cause I feel like I, I had that as well when I was kind of starting this business too, where I was like, you know, like, what do I really want to do? Like, mm-hmm. yes, this was the thing I wanted to pursue. Absolutely. Um, but then it got to the point kind of, yes, beginning of this year as well, where it's like, okay, I put like my heart and soul into my business, into my clients. All I do is work and go to the gym. Like, holy shit. Like what other things do I like? What other hobbies do I have? Like, yeah, but like just work and gym was just like my life. And I was like, that's super lame. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like that is so lame. Like, yes, I'm a fitness coach, but like I, felt like I just didn't know what I liked and I just didn't know like who I was in that point standpoint too and it's also just been like a really cool experience to kind of like try new things and figure out what are the things I like to do in my free time like what you know what's my like perfect day off or like as Kyle would say like you know what's your perfect day what's your perfect week what's your vision um and he has absolutely been very instrumental in like kind of helping me find that and find out like who I am and like, what are my beliefs and how do I want to change them? Or like, what habits do I have? And like, which ones? Where did they come from? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I think just 
understanding that you can do literally anything you want to do and the only person you need permission from, like you said, is yourself. And that is very powerful. Because like the only person holding you back is typically yourself. And it's, it's really cool. And a lot of times we do hold ourselves back. But getting to that point of understanding like, oh, like nobody's telling me no. Nobody's saying I can't do this. Like maybe there's societal pressures. But at the end of the day, it's really just me and my decision to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, you are the creator of your own reality, 100%. And I think it was in a podcast, I don't know whose, but I heard this quote somewhere that you are not tied to the person you were yesterday. And I, like, my mind was blown when I heard that. I'm like, wait a minute, like, every day really is a new beginning, a new opportunity, and you don't have to be the same person you were yesterday. If you didn't like that person, then guess what? You have the power to change it today. You have the power to take action right here, right now, and nobody's holding you back but you. And as soon as I started getting out of my own way and just taking a deep dive and doing the damn thing, despite how like fearful I was, despite not really knowing what the hell I'm doing, like my life really did just get more enjoyable because I'm actively proving to myself every day, every week that like I can do hard things and I can actually do the things that I want to do. Because I think there's a difference in like in school, for example, I had to tell myself, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. You can do hard things, right? You can imagine that getting a master's degree and doing an internship and writing a thesis was pretty freaking hard, but I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. Like the work that I was doing on my research, I wasn't super passionate about. I was just doing it to make my advisor happy and I was doing it to get my degree. And thankfully I really enjoyed my internship because I was actually like talking to people, interacting with people, helping people, you know, everything that I wanted to do as a dietitian. But other than that, like it just wasn't fulfilling and I didn't give myself permission to take time off. I didn't give myself permission to do really anything other than what I was quote unquote supposed to. And now I feel like, you know, I'm giving myself self permission to get massages and get mani pedis and go get my hair done at three in the afternoon or just take a day off, take a long weekend, whatever that is. And it's like, wait, I have control over that now. I can, you know, go and do hikes. I can get into backpacking. I can try like all these new things that I've always wanted to try, but never actually took action on and it's pretty freaking cool right I love that because I think a lot of times the action too holds us back because we can have all of these bright ideas and all of these goals that we want to do and things that we want to pursue but like we just will write them down in our journal and then just like be like okay and then not do shit um, right yeah <laughs> Like I fell into that trap a lot of like, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to do it too. Like I'll write down a plan and then I'll just get like stuck and I'll be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I'm too scared. Or like, what if I fail? Like all of those kinds of questions that pop up. Um, but I think getting to the point where like you're just consistently taking action on the little things is so important. Um, cause it's like, Hey, I want to learn how to rock climb. Like, okay, I'm just going to sign up for a rock climbing gym and go like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What was it at the NLCA event? I forget her name. I wish I could remember it, but her quote, full send, don't die. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lacey Doherty. She's, um, she's the NLCA mindset coach. Yeah. Oh yes. Lacey. <laughs> full send, don't die. That's my motto from now until the end of the year for sure. Right. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, so I do have a question for you following up on yeah. 
your career with um, BGFN. And yeah. I'm like more out of curiosity for me. Like, how did yeah. you obviously get into the position that you're in? How did you find Vanessa? Like, what would yeah. have been like, the alternative route after you graduated and got your degree? That's a great question. So this is actually a fun story, too. Um, in grad school, I actually worked with a coach, like a health and fitness coach, and she was my friend. She was in my grad program, mm-hmm. and she was already working with a larger coaching company as an assistant coach. She was also studying to get her RD. She was about a semester behind me. So this guy hired her, you know, knowing that she would get her RD, knowing that she already has experience. She was an amazing coach. And... I was like, hey, like, I'm kind of interested in this. I want to, like, get the perspective of, like, not only you as the coach, my friend, get, like, that additional insight, but also, like, as the client, what is that like? So we worked together, and, of course, we were also, you know, studying for our master's and going out and doing all the grad school things. And it was awesome. And then I graduated grad school in December of 2020, at the very end of 2020. And, again, I think she didn't graduate until like that summer of 21. But I knew that I was going to move to Colorado a couple Mm -hmm. months after graduating because this is where Nelson is stationed. He's in the military. So I basically was just in limbo. I had to move back to my parents for a couple months, start studying for my RD exam. I knew I wanted to take my exam in Colorado so I could just have that credential in the state that I'm living in and then just kind of start work from there. And I was honestly so burnt out from school that I kind of just wanted to take a break. I was like, you know, of course, started looking at jobs in Colorado, seeing what's out there. Not a lot really spoke to me. There's a lot of like clinical RD positions, working at a hospital, working at a company called DeVita, which is literally like the headquarters is right down the street from me. So that was like an easy option. Um, But I was like, I just want to take my exam and then ease into getting a job. We can live off of Nelson's salary for a little bit. Like, I'll just relax. It'll be fine. I didn't really have a plan other than I'm just going to move to Colorado (laughs) hope for the best. Um, And then it was interesting because I started getting in touch with the dietitian that works at Buckley, Nelson's base. And she wanted to hire me. She was like, oh, like you're a soon to be dietitian. You know, there's a position open. It was like health promotion program coordinator. And she was like, you know, with your master's in exercise physiology and your RD, like we could really revamp this entire program. We could do so much for these guys at the base. I'm like, that sounds badass because what most people don't know is I did part of my internship at Fort Bragg with the Green Berets for my sports nutrition major. And I got to work with the performance dietitians at Bragg, which was fantastic. I loved it. And I was like, oh, this could be a really awesome avenue to go down. And I think it was like end of January of 21, basically the RD told me that they already hired someone else. Like she wasn't really in charge of the hiring, but she was really pushing like to leadership to try and get me on like an interview. Like she sent them my resume and all of this stuff. But I think they hired somebody internally because the military just does weird things sometimes. And of course, like I was disappointed, like that would, that would have been a cool opportunity. But then literally that same week, right. Everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. That same week, my old friend, her name's Haley she reached out to me. This is the coach that I worked with in grad school, my, my friend and, and coach. She was like, hey, I have a client named Vanessa, and she is a coach herself. She just started her own business, and she's looking to hire pretty soon, and she's specifically looking for dietitians. And 
she was like, I think you would be a perfect fit for this position. Like, are you interested in online coaching? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, sign me up. Like, send me her Instagram. Like, let me check her out. And so I did. I stalked her on Instagram. I like read through her posts and I just felt very aligned with everything that she was talking about on Instagram, like her overall philosophy on nutrition and health. I, it spoke to me. I was like, this girl like knows what she's talking about. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, I'm a friend of Haley's. I just recently graduated from the same grad program that she's in. I'm getting my RD, like are taking my RD exam in April, et cetera, et cetera. Like would love to apply for your assistant coach position. And I did. And I got an interview with her and I feel like we clicked right away. And of course I was super nervous because I wanted to impress her. Right. But then I had my second interview, did a practice check-in and I got the job literally within a week. And it was crazy because she wanted me to start literally like the next week. It was like, I got the job offer on a Wednesday. She wanted me to start on Monday (laughs) and I was her first hire, like her first full-time hire, her first assistant coach. So I know she was excited too. And obviously like she was growing really fast and having another coach to take on capacity of clients was just going to skyrocket her business. Right. So I had to tell her, I'm like, okay, I'm really excited, but I'm also about to move across the country. So like, can we just hold off for like one more week? (laughs) But, um, I started onboarding with her as soon as I got to Colorado and I was doing some work with her, getting to know her and her systems, her, um, assistant at the time. And then once I passed my RD exam, I started taking on clients and it just blew up from there. Like my roster filled up really, really fast and I loved it. And over the the first year of us working together, like I said, this was like beginning of 2021, I kind of just, I, I don't know. I would honestly love to hear her perspective on this too. But from my perspective, I just developed a really awesome relationship with her. And I think it was because she was still so new to this world. Mm-hmm. And because I was her first hire, I kind of just naturally found myself more involved in some of the bigger decisions that she was making for the business. Right. And then Omar, her fiance decided to go full time with VGFN as well. And I actually flew out to Florida and met them in person, like maybe six months after I was hired. And we did all of this like business strategic planning together. Like I just brought so many ideas to the table because I told her, I'm like, I have the mind of an entrepreneur. I would love to help you grow. I would love to grow my own business, but like, I'm not, I I don't want to build something that competes with you necessarily. I want to support your mission because I believe in it. Like it was so aligned with my own mission that I'm like, let's go all in and help this chick build something really freaking cool. And I kind of just expressed that to her pretty early on. And and like I said, I don't know if you've ever done uh, those like, personality tests that are like your zone of geniuses and yeah so I did one of those and mine is 100% genius of wonder so I'm great with like new ideas and innovation and all of that and I just kind of like threw a lot on this whiteboard and we kind of just took it like little by little and tackled one project at a time and then eventually we hired our second coach her name's Kat And I played a pretty big role in her onboarding. I like revamped our onboarding course for her to kind of get up to date with our trainings, our SOPs, all of that, and and really mentored her. Even though it was like kind of unofficially at the time, I was just like kind of the person that she naturally went to because I was the only other assistant coach at the time. So she just, her, her and I developed an awesome friendship very, very quickly. And I got to teach her a lot of what Vanessa taught me and what I know now. 
and even what I learned on my own. And now I'm just watching her thrive. And it sort of, it was just sort of a natural transition. And especially after the NLCA event, you can probably attest to this. I was at a point where I didn't just want to be an assistant coach anymore. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm doing so much more for not just my clients, but now Kat's clients too. I taught Kat everything that I know and she's just crushing it. And I feel like I could make so much more impact by coaching other coaches and mentoring other coaches to then help, you know, just an exponential amount of people. And I told Vanessa that specifically after the NLCA event and during that same phone call she gave me my promotion to head coach at BGFN that's insane which was yeah it was crazy she's like I kind of wish we were on zoom for this but I feel like this is the perfect time to tell you that you are now officially head coach if you you know accept the offer and I was like oh freaking course I'm gonna accept the offer um Yeah. And then just being in that role now, I am working. I have a little bit of a lower client roster. It's still relatively full, but lower than what I had when I was just an assistant coach. Right. Um, And now we have Abby on the team as well, our third hire, third assistant coach. And I'm doing a lot to help them. I'm fully in charge of her onboarding. I'm doing a lot, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, the VGFN retreat, our first ever live event. I planned all of that, the whole itinerary, like whole nine yards, um, and just some other business-related projects that we are taking on to improve VGFN as a whole, like as a company, um, both internally and externally, like working a lot with Vanessa on marketing, lead generation, stuff like that. So it's been fun. It's been fun to be kind of like straddling, you know, coaching clients, but also coaching our coaches and helping Vanessa with the business growth. It's a cool spot to be in for sure. That is that is so cool. And I'm so happy that you found her and like this. Me too so perfectly aligned with like what you wanted to do, like your vision, like kind of just, you know, also like molding you into that person you are now of like, you know, developing your skill set, not only obviously with fitness and nutrition and all of those kinds of things, but like on the business side of thing, learning new things, like, like having an idea of having a live event and just creating it, putting that into fruition, like that is so cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It honestly, I, again, everything happens for a reason. And I'm so thankful that, you know, she was Haley's client. I wouldn't have met Vanessa if I didn't know Haley, but I wouldn't have known Haley if I didn't go to FSU. And I, even looking back, like I was so torn between staying at the University of Pittsburgh because I had a spot in their grad program already. It could have been a safe option. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I want to get out. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I want to see something different. I want to try new things and live in a different state like that just sounds fun and so I took the leap I applied and I got matched with not just their grad program but their internship and again in hindsight like if I didn't take that leap if I didn't take that opportunity then I would not be where I am today and yeah it's definitely like I talked to Vanessa about this a lot too but I still have a little bit of that imposter syndrome I think the voice that voice has gotten significantly quieter especially this year but even just expressing like, Hey, I have these ideas or, Hey, I want to be more. I want to do more. I want to help you more and just, you know, learn about the business aspects of things, not just the coaching and nutrition. Like it felt scary, right? Because again, I I had no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) but I still had that desire to learn and desire to help her grow. And it worked out. And yeah, I'm just, 
I'm amazed by how fast we've grown and how much I've learned. And even working with Kyle and Sean, you know, they have you write out your ideal day, your ideal week, like ultimate vision, five to 10 years from now, where do you want to be? And always like from the moment I started doing activities like that, I was like, I want to be in a leadership position. I am a leader. I want to coach coaches. I want to do more than what I'm doing now. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like until I really started diving into things like that. But now, I mean, I can confidently say that from like from this point right now today compared to January of this year, my schedule looks very different. I am living much more in alignment with my ideal day, my ideal week. Right. It's still a it's still a work in progress, but like we are definitely making our way to the ultimate vision, which is awesome to say. That is so cool when like you do have the moment to look back and be like, "Man, I wrote down all these ideas and what I wanted my day to look like and holy shit, it's very similar like to what yeah. it was and like what that kind of looked like looks like for you." So that is so cool that all that kind of stuff has just really been like manifesting almost in the background and 100%. You know, it's one of those, you know, vision it's like you know, you can look at it every day, it can be on your mind, it's always going to be in the back of your head. And like, unconsciously, you're going to be working towards it, if you're reminding mm-hmm. yourself of it. Um, so I think that is so powerful that you've gotten so much closer to that, you know, ideal day. And like, you know, understanding, like, I want to coach coaches, I want to have feel in a leadership position. And just seeing you grow to that point now, like that is so amazing. Yeah. And I mean, it's never all sunshine and rainbows. As we know, there are a lot of ups and downs in that journey. But having such a supportive team, like Vanessa has supported me since day one, our entire team now, Omar, our assistants, our assistant coaches, everybody, like the dynamic in that team is just unmatched. I could not be more grateful and They've always lift me up from day one and having support from Nelson, having support from you guys, like meeting you and Kyle and Sulin. And again, just putting myself in that environment more and more often, I really do feel like that has significantly contributed to my life working out the way that I've wanted it to because I have you guys to lean on when... I'm not feeling confident or when I am struggling and I'm in this grind season of like, oh, this sucks. This is hard. But it's like you have to remind yourself that you have so much more freedom and that you have the evidence to suggest that you can do hard things. Right. But now it's like hard things with a purpose, like with a real passion behind them. So it's all worth it in the end. Absolutely. I, I, le- I like that you said you do. You now like feel like you do have those people to lean on when obviously we want to have conversations like this we want to kind of like grow in our skills and abilities and like talk to people that are like on the same wave wavelength and like energy levels as us it's like I didn't you know have you or Kyle or like anyone in my life like that before this last year of like people I could chat with and like understand what it I'm going through because my like very close friends are online coaches or own a business well my hairdresser, best friend, Demira, <laughs> owns her own business as well, but it's very different. So it's like, yeah. you know, finding those people that can understand what you're going through and give you like the best advice. It's, it's really cool. hundred percent. Um, I do want to switch gears and ask you a couple of questions in regards to something that has come up with a couple of my clients. And I know has come up on your team before mm-hmm. that you did a post about this like today. So <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I was kind of picking your brain on the topic of like adrenal fatigue because mm-hmm. I have also seen a lot recently of people making like adrenal cocktails and I feel like a lot of people are like, what's that? And I'm just like, that, no, like that doesn't <laughs> like, okay, like let's talk about like what adrenal fatigue like actually means because, you know, I work with a lot of stressed out women, demanding careers, planning a wedding, you know, some have four kids to take care of. Like it is a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. I've probably fallen into the category of just being stressed out more often than, than not. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's touched on every week in check-ins with our clients of like, dude, how are your stress levels? Like, let's chat through that because we don't want it to get too bad. Um, but I mean, I guess like, you know, how does, like, what is adrenal fatigue? What does that look like? How does it kind of present itself? Would be my yeah. Question. Great question. And I'm happy that we're talking about this because it is so relevant in today's day and age. And so many people have, I think, a lot of misconceptions about what it is and what it isn't and what is a normal amount of stress and, you know, what's not and how does it affect your body. And of course, everybody's different. But it's funny, the term adrenal fatigue is kind of not real. (laughs) It's like the shorthand version of HPA axis insufficiency because your adrenal glands don't get tired. (laughs) Like they don't just decide to stop working anymore. Um, But what happens is, again, our bodies are designed to cope with stress. Our adrenal glands produce cortisol, which we all know, stress hormone, but they're also involved in producing adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine. And we know that we have two different nervous systems, right? Sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system. You've probably heard that the parasympathetic nervous system is like the rest and digest nervous system, whereas the sympathetic is the fight or flight. So when we are in danger, when our brain and body perceives us as being in a dangerous and stressful situation, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine shoots way up, right? Produced by our adrenal glands. We feel like sometimes I get like a sensation just tingles through my body. I'm high alert. I'm ready to run. I'm like that fight or flight. It's real. Like if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. And In today's society, unfortunately, we are exposed to a very low level of acute stress all of the time. So in primitive times, right, we are running from a tiger. We see an animal that's very close to us and, oh my gosh, danger. I have to run or get ready to fight this animal for my life, right? That's fight or flight. That's what we traditionally think of. Um, Now we are constantly on screens exposed to blue light we are constantly scrolling through social media getting so much stimulation on a regular basis we are constantly overworking ourselves in a corporate job while taking care of four kids while trying to go to orange theory five times a week and just running our bodies into the ground and all of these things work kids high intensity exercise does activate our sympathetic nervous system, right? It does activate our quote unquote fight or flight response. It's a stressor on the body. You probably talk to your clients about this all the time. Exercise is an acute stressor. Mm -hmm. And if we are getting enough sleep, if we are eating enough, if we are activating our parasympathetic nervous system throughout the day, even just by taking breaks, taking long walks, breathing, maybe some people do yoga on a regular basis or meditation. Our body has a better ability to handle those acute stressors on a regular basis and it doesn't become chronic. But the issue is when it becomes chronic and we are experiencing an overproduction of stress hormones 
throughout the day. Um, a lot of times my clients who do end up getting tested for this sort of stuff, I will get something called a Dutch test, which I really love. You can look it up dutchtest.com or .org or something like that. But it's a really, really thorough test. And I can see not just their sex hormones and androgens and all this good stuff, but what I really love about it is that I will be able to see their cortisol curve throughout the day. So a normal person is producing most of their cortisol in the morning. That's what wakes us up. It makes us feel alert, energized, ready for the day. And we should experience a pretty slow and steady decline of cortisol over the course of the afternoon and into the evening where it's lowest in the evening and melatonin production should be highest in the evening to make us feel like, you know, ready for bed. And sometimes I get these tests back and I see that their cortisol is through the roof, not just in the morning, but also in the afternoon and in the evening, right? So again, this is just a result of long-term stressing our body out for one reason or another, whether it's just, again, over-consuming caffeine, doing way too much high-intensity exercise, you know, taking care of four kids and not taking time for ourselves, not sleeping, like, you know, the list goes on. And then what happens is we have so much cortisol floating around in our body that our body perceives that as, hey, wait, we have way too much of this hormone. Let's send a signal up to our brain and say, hey, we have too much of this hormone. The brain says, okay, let's stop producing it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a negative feedback loop. And that, our bodies were not designed to handle that. That shouldn't happen. Like it shouldn't get to that point. You know what I mean? So when I say HPA axis insufficiency, it's a miscommunication between your brain and your adrenal glands that often results in very, very low, like flatlined levels of cortisol throughout the entire day. And it's a system-wide failure. It's not just the fact that your adrenal glands worked too hard and now they're just gassed out. It's like your brain is actually telling your body to shut down because it doesn't know how else to respond to the stress. It's kind of like insulin resistance when when we're like constantly consuming foods that are really high in sugar, constantly producing a ton of insulin. Our body kind of gets used to it, right? Used to having all of that insulin in our system and it stops working. That's kind of what happens with cortisol. Right. And at that point, you're going to feel like just chronically tired. Like this is true burnout. Like even after eight, nine hours of sleep, you're reaching for that cup of coffee first thing in the morning just to get you going. You might actually feel still very, very high stress, like constantly overwhelmed at the mercy of your stress. Like you can't calm your brain down. Um, You might actually feel a lot weaker in the gym. You can have symptoms of like overtraining, like severe muscle fatigue. Um, You can get sick often. Just having super low cortisols definitely going to increase your likelihood of like getting an infection. Um, You might have really low blood pressure, like dizziness, almost blacking out upon standing up, Um, struggling to fall asleep, stay asleep. Again, mind kind of going a mile a minute sort of thing. It can be a combination of a lot of different symptoms. Again, everybody's different, but that's essentially the answer to your question. (laughs) A very long-winded answer to your question. (laughs) I I love it because, you know, I something that we do, which I'm sure you guys probably do, is like, Anytime we update like protocols or if we're teaching our clients, it's like you always want to give the what and the why behind everything. Cause it's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I can't just update macros and not tell you why. Like that's lame. Uh, <laughs> like our clients aren't going to learn from those situations. So it's kind of the same thing. I'm just like, okay, like what really is adrenal fatigue, HPA axis insufficiency? Like what, how does that present itself? Like why is it happening exactly? And I think diving into like that nitty gritty, like, I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. Um, 
And, you know, understanding, like, how does that present itself? And I like that you mentioned the Dutch test, too, because um, I've used that in the past before and recommended that to our clients so we can take a better look at what's going on. Um, I yeah. think it's really great. And I guess, like, what what would you say, like, how, how do you best support your clients if, like, this comes up? And if, like, you really, like, realize, like, oh, like, no, your cortisol levels are absolute whack. Like, this is something we need to take a look at. Like, how do you feel like you best support your clients when this happens? Yeah, great question. And of course, again, it's an individualized basis. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody's lab results are going to be different. I've seen clients that are completely flatlined in their cortisol production. I've seen clients that are super low in the mornings, but then super high in the evenings, right? So it, it really just depends on what their symptoms are and what the labs say. And I always tell my clients, like, I don't just want to treat your lab work. I want to treat you as a person. Like right. your symptoms might be different than what your labs are saying, but we do have to have both, you know, sources of data and honestly I mean it's hard too because you've probably talked to clients that say the same thing someone who has been taking care of their kids going to work going to these high intensity workout classes for the majority of their life they're kind of used to it Mm -hmm. and they might say like oh yeah work is stressing me out I have so much on my plate then I have to go home and like have four mouths to feed and xyz but they might still rate their stress as like a four or five out of 10 right. on your check-in form. And I'm like, dude, you are absolutely running yourself into the ground, but your perceived stress is so low because you just think this is normal and you don't right. realize how good you could feel if we actually slowed down for a second. Right? right. And the biggest thing, like, yes, there are some supplementation protocols that I can recommend just again, based off of their symptoms and based off of their lab work. Um, I've used products with herbs and natural remedies to either increase or decrease cortisol production just to support your adrenal glands. I mean, the whole adrenal cocktail thing, it's usually just like add turmeric and, you know, lemon juice for vitamin C. And like, here's some spinach in your smoothie. Like, it's just, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, yes. Okay. Anti-inflammatory foods. Great. But like, you don't have to eat anything special other than just a usually nutrient dense, you know, diet. But there are some supplements that I really do like uh, with specific clients. And again, depending on their, their symptoms. But the biggest thing is physical stress management, not just like, learning how to turn your brain off because that's not necessarily realistic but I mean like how do we support your parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. how do we actually get you out of fight or flight even if it is a low-grade fight or flight we don't need to be feeling that all the time if you're drinking 12 cups of coffee a day let's cut that back if you are scrolling on your phone until 11 o'clock at night and then you fall asleep with it on your chest, right? Until the very moment that you close your eyes, let's talk about a bedtime routine. Let's talk about taking breaks throughout the day. Let's talk about implementing something like yoga, journaling, meditation, maybe all three of those things to just get you some space to actually breathe. Um, Someone with actually chronically high cortisol, this is kind of the first phase before we get to true HPA axis insufficiency. They might have a lot of digestive issues Mm -hmm. because 
their body is not prioritizing digestion, right? They're not in rest and digest mode. They're in fight or flight. So even just taking time to like do some deep breathing exercises before meals so your body can actually digest and process the nutrients that you're giving it and better support your body through food alone. Like literally just by taking 60 seconds to breathe before a meal can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So we start with a lot of those like lifestyle changes that support our parasympathetic nervous system on top of some individualized supplementation protocols and just general food quality and making sure they're not under eating. That's the other big, big, big thing that I'm sure you see a lot with your clients too, is like, you're actually not at maintenance. You're under eating. We need to increase food. And I've had clients where like, of course we know this, but those online calculators, like the TDE calculators, it's just a guess. It is literally just an educated guess. And even for myself personally, I get 10,000 steps a day. I work out three, four times a week, just strength training, no high intensity cardio. I like to do yoga every now and then, but like, it's a pretty moderate lifestyle, nothing crazy. And if I enter my height, weight, age in those calculators, it says that I should be maintaining my weight on 2,200 calories and your girl can eat probably closer to 25, 2,600 and still maintain my weight. So like actually finding like what your true maintenance is like through working with a coach is huge because so many of my clients, especially those that are struggling with adrenal health or just hormone imbalances in general, usually have to eat more than they think they do. Because especially when your body has been chronically stressed for that long, you're going to be using so many more nutrients than a person that's not constantly in fight or flight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're actually your needs for things like B vitamins, magnesium, zinc are actually going to be higher than the average person. So like we need to eat more. (laughs) Right. I love that. I think that's really good insight into, you know, what exactly do we need to do? Because I think blanket statement at the end of the day, it's like, you need to just slow down. Like, yeah, really just slow down. And I find myself in that trap a lot of just like, go, go, go. And like, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago of like, just feeling just that a little bit of burnout happening because Mm -hmm. always like on all the time and you know having to take a step back and just take an afternoon off and like take an hour to just sit there and breathe and journal and like hang out with my dog and like just do some of those things where like you're just genuinely slowing down and putting your body back into that you know restful state so that not just constantly on um yeah but I love that I I think that is so great and this has been a fantastic conversation so far. And I love your insight into that. Cause I feel like one, it's one of those things where obviously adrenal fatigue has been like the coined name everywhere, but you know, HPA access insufficiency. I just keep seeing it a lot more, um, Mm -hmm. on Instagram, you know, how Instagram just likes to (laughs) run around whatever hot topic is now going along. First it was gut health. Now it's adrenal fatigue. Who knows what it's going to be next. Um, right. It's nice to like have actual good insight into what the hell is going on in your brain and why that's happening and how we can like best support that moving forward. So that way you're not feeling so drained all the time. Um, 100%, 100%. And it is so true. Like more people probably do struggle with it than we think. And again, obviously it depends on the situation. It depends on the person because we are equipped to handle some mild stress on a regular basis, but it should not be to the point where it's debilitating. You know what I mean? 
And I'm glad that you are so aware when you're, when you're catching yourself, like in that state of like constant anxiety and panic and, oh my gosh, I have to be on, I have to go, go, go. I have to do all the things, but no matter who you are, whether you're a business owner or a parent or just a person trying to live their life, like realizing that you are probably going to accomplish more in the long run without sacrificing your mental and your physical health. If you did just take the damn time off to slow down and like, it sounds so cheesy, but it's, there are, there are so many studies, like so much evidence to support these things. Like again, the yoga, the journaling, the meditation, even just getting outside in nature, closing the laptop, like disconnecting from the rest of the world and just kind of recentering yourself physiologically. It does do a lot of good for you. And I mean, again, it's just, it sounds like something so small, but it, but like it is, that's the other thing that I want to get across here. It's like, you don't have to make super drastic changes to your life, your food, your supplements, et cetera. All it really does take are these small habits, consistency over time to help your body kind of regulate itself again. It's, it's powerful. Exactly. I think, I think that's a good place to start and a good, or good place to stop and a good message to kind of get across is that it's little things that can help improve like so many things in the long run. Um, and obviously that's like what you guys teach. That's what we teach is those little habits. They're, they're very powerful. Like just drinking enough water throughout the day can do wonders for you. You know, eating every single day will give you so much nutrients and energy. It's just very little things that often get forgotten about. And like, you know, just a fitness journey, like fixing, you know, your nutrition, a personal development journey. A lot of times we make it out in our head that it's like this huge mountain to climb. But at the end of the day, it's like, there's a, you can break it down into such like tiny little baby steps and you'll be just fine. Um, Absolutely. And in those moments where it does feel like a mountain, that's why we have our support system and our coaches to lean on. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was amazing. Um, Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on socials, whatever it is? How can we get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of terrible with Instagram, but I do post a lot of stories of my puppy, Emmy. <laughs> if that's the content that you want to see. Uh, but my Instagram is at alex.undefined underscore. You can link it in the, sh- in the show notes. But seriously, like my DMs are always open. Like I love, that is the one thing I do love about Instagram. It keeps me in touch with people like you and Celine and Kyle and just to hear more about other people's experiences. And if they do need help, have questions about anything we chatted about today, I would be more than happy to answer them. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. 